the college football experience week six preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Brian Bosworth, aka the Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out, Boz out. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience week six preview and pick show. Man, we're already on week six. What's happening to life? My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Gotta love that Dundee music. Gotta love it. And I'm joined uh, the my bike co-host, former JMU Duke. I mean, and look, he's calling in here. We're on Skype here. I'm in North Carolina with NC Nick here, and I'll get I'll introduce him in a second. But then uh, uh, we got Patty C in the place to be uh, calling in. I know it's not our typical introduction, so hang on. Let me just let me just do this. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, how are you, buddy? Life is grand, my brother. Ready for I mean, an, a, another week of winning picks? You're damn right, I am. I am going to flex all over the college football universe with some picks this week. Let well, me tell you what. Well, speaking of flexing on the college football universe, this guy, give it up for. The rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP, get over NC Nick in the place to be. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? How Dude, we doing? I'm, I'm live from NC Nick's house. The beer's cold. The, uh, the, uh, the whiskey's flowing. The women are plentiful. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. You know, uh, I was looking nice and pretty last week through like, you know, the first two rounds of games, my locks were sitting at five and one. I was cashing, you know, I was cashing tickets. I was heading to the bank. And then all of a sudden the late games kind of screwed me went Oh, and four late game locks. So I just finished at an even five and five still not losing money, but uh, we're, we're going to do better this week. I, I, I got a good feeling here. Let's do this. Yeah. That Hawaii game was killer. I like, I turned that thing off. The Fresno state up double digits. I'm thinking, ah, they got this. Now they lose the game out right to the rainbow warriors. Cause you know, you guys know it's a hard, it's a hard ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> it's not paradise. Everyone Yeah, for Fresno state it is not paradise. Um, but here we are. Let's go. Let's just jump right into that. I don't know if we have any other, I mean, 
we could talk urban Meyer for a second. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are you at all surprised Patty C about urban Meyer? I mean, not at all in terms of like the conduct, not in the slightest, but I will say this a little surprised at how the media is. Well, I'm actually not surprised about that either. The media, they're going to be sucking his dick and talking about how virtuous he is. As soon as he's winning at USC, I don't know what it is about the media. Maybe they just know that he'll be more successful at USC. So they want to see that. But like, I feel like they're coming extra hard at him. He's like, he grabbed all. a girl's butt. Like uh, <laughs> might've been worse. Than a that. little bit more than grabbing. Uh, there might've been some, <laughs> some penetration. Oh uh, yeah. He might've stuck his finger pretty, pretty far in there, but, but dude, it's I still don't not fire worthy. No, I, I agree. I agree. But also I don't like think USC hires him after this. Yeah. I think there's now Desperate there's times. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think there's too many, you know, grievances now against him too many, you know, too much baggage, basically, you know, if he should hire him, <laughs> Oh man, come on. So I've good. been saying that for, for a while. They need to, they need to get a Rex Ryan, get a Bobby Petrino, uh, <laughs> maybe an urban Meyer. Um, we, we could do it. Into it right? on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Liberty, if, if Hugh freeze decides to leave, <laughs> please, <laughs> right. Please. <laughs> Um, but all right, let's, let's, uh, it didn't surprise me. I mean, if anything, the only thing that surprised me is, is Urban Meyer thought there wouldn't be a camera phone. Yeah. Right there. Like how dumb he was about yeah. it. Like how blatant, like, come on in the middle of a busy restaurant bar, whatever, you know, yeah. like dude. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely like a Chili's by the way. You almost like wonder if like subconsciously <laughs> he was like trying to do something to get him caught. Maybe. Like, I don't think that was a conscious decision. But some people, when they want out of a situation, you know, stuff like that happens. I don't know. Potentially. You never know. All right. Let's hop into uh, picks here. Thursday night. Interesting slate here, guys. We have the four and one Houston Cougars taking on the one and four Tulane Green Wave. And boy, my East Carolina Pirates. I locked up Tulane to beat ECU. ECU dropped 52 on Tulane. And all of a sudden the pirates are looking like the second best team in the nation. I mean, I mean the AAC. Well, Patty C <laughs> remind me who, who was on ECU last week. Uh, was that UNC? Nick? Uh, it certainly was. I had to hold down my, my home state here. You know, if the, the turncoat Colby Dan was fading uh, <laughs> the pirates. Well, look, uh, Mike Houston starting to make me believe starting there to make me believe a little bit here. Well, Houston is a six point favorite, but uh, Nick, if you're going to do that and, and shit on that, I want to shit on you for saying Houston's not good this year. Huh? I was thoroughly impressed the, in the game versus Tulsa. Um, yeah, I was not high on Houston coming into the year. Most surprising was the defensive performance. I saw last, was it Thursday night or Friday night? Mm-hmm. Whenever it was, they got players, man. That defense is, is real live. I mean, in the American is going to be a reckon to deal with. So um, I, I will say I was wrong about Houston. My apologies, Cougar fans. You guys do look like a serious contender in that conference. Yeah. And I was wrong about uh, Mike Houston. So there we go. Um, <laughs> well, Houston's laying six in new Orleans. Um, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ride. I'm going to, this is my last my last ride on the wave. All right. I know that sounds like a line in point break. Give me <laughs> two lane plus six at home against Houston. Nick, what are you doing? I got burned last week. Like I mentioned. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to ride Houston here. I went kind of went back and forth on this one, but uh, the green wave gave up over 600 yards of total offense to ECU. Uh, ECU's running back. Keaton Mitchell had 222 yards and two touchdowns. There's a true freshman named Alton McCaskill that Houston has in the backfield. Who's pretty damn good himself. And just uh, Houston looks like a kind of a all around solid team here. So uh, hopefully it wasn't just one week, but um, you know, Houston was beating Texas tech most yeah. of that game. Yeah. You know, that's their only blemish on their record right now. So Houston might be legit. So I'm actually going to lay the points with the road team and go Houston. And everyone was talking big about, you know, old miss dropping 61 on Tulane. Well, when ECU does that, it makes you start to wonder. True. Makes you start to wonder. Uh, we will get to the rebels in a minute here. Patty C, what are you doing in Houston Tulane Thursday night ESPN primetime action? Well, I do wonder if the Thursday night spot in new Orleans, relatively close to Houston. I don't know that there's a rivalry here, even though there probably should be, but uh, I still think Houston is just that was it five and a half six. Now I'm seeing it six six right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm still taking Houston to cover that, even though that starts to be uh, starts to push it a little bit, but um, I expect a pretty good game, but I do expect Houston to pull away. 
I'm on, I'm on the green wave to, to cover that thing. Maybe win it outright. You want to get crazy? Um, all right. Thursday night action, coastal Carolina, the shunt declares minus 19 in Jonesboro, Arkansas, taking on a one and four Arkansas state team. Look, I locked up Georgia Southern a week ago. Georgia Southern dropped 59 points on Arkansas state. Nick, I think you joined me on that. Lock, I you? did. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, Patty C took Arkansas state. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? I'm going to, I'll tell you this with, with coastal having app state on deck next Thursday, right? Let me double check that to make sure that is next Thursday. It's next week. It might be a Wednesday game or it, it's, it is the what? Actually, it's the twentieth. So they have a bye week before that. Oh, okay, never mind. So maybe ah, Arkansas State. Give me the nineteen. Give me Coastal Carolina, forty-one. Arkansas State twenty-four. Final. Okay. Well, um, first off, I'm going to say that my Chanticleers are the best FBS team in the state of South Carolina. I don't mm. care about Clemson or South Carolina Dude. Gamecocks. The best team in that state is Coastal Carolina currently. Head Cle- to head against Clemson, give me Coastal. Yes, I mean Clemson. Oh. Clemson got very lucky last week. They yes. got some very favorable calls in that game, and and remember Boston College didn't have their starting quarterback. Right, right. If, they, if Boston College has Jerkovic, that that's a loss. Um, Patty, see what are you doing in this game? Well, well hold on. Let me finish my uh, thought okay. here. So, um, and also Coastal Carolina in the last two games. They've outscored their opponents 112 to nine. Mm. But with all that said, I do agree with Colby. I think, and then actually this game last year, Costa won 52 to 23. So all signs are pointing towards a cover, but I think, you know, on the road, I think Arkansas state has enough offense to, to barely cover the spread. So give me the home dog. There we go. Patty C. What are you doing here in some sunbelt fun belt action Thursday are night? You guys, you guys are both on Arkansas state. Yeah. Or did you say, Oh man, I couldn't disagree more. Look, coastal has put up at least 49 points in four out of five games. Meanwhile, Arkansas state has given up at least 41 points, including uh, 50 <laughs> points, three times in four out of their five games, pretty safe odds that uh, coastal is going to hang at least 50, maybe 60. And I can't see Arkansas state getting, getting that many points. They haven't really been scoring like a juggernaut much either, you know? So, but only, the- only a five point loss to Memphis, only a seven point loss to Tulsa. I understand coastal Carolina is better than them, but 19, uh, coastal is going to smack this team. I know that it's in Jonesboro. That's a little bit of a factor, but no, uh, coastal all the way. Interesting. All right. That's the Thursday night slate. And before I get to Friday night, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet. Yes. Ready to win money and boost your odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing you the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. I mean, exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players and sports from the NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more great promos and odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win ready to play. We'll sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free thousand dollar sports bet download bet win download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. All right. We are, we are in the thick of this thing. Let's go over to Friday night slate where Friday night slate pretty fun here. The shark could NC Nick take that big step. Uh, I'll be honest when they were up at halftime against Illinois, I thought, Oh man, that, but then uh, kudos to uh, Brett Bielma for coming back and getting that win against the 49ers. Uh, but Charlotte land three and a half in Miami against the airport. That is Florida international. Uh, look, this is a tough game to handicap Florida international, by the way, one of our locks to be over four wins. They're just one and four and coming off a Royal ass whooping. Yes. They've had some close calls. I, I mean, that's central Michigan game. They were winning that game. Like the entire game blew that game. Blew the Texas State game in overtime. This is a big one. I'm going to take the airport plus three and a half. 
against the Charlotte 49ers, Nick. I know we need that fourth win for we Charlotte. Do. We do. But we also need that second win for FIU. <laughs> I'm going to take FIU plus three and a half. What you, are you know, doing, Nick? FIU's burned me too many times. I, I, I've probably taken them almost every week here, and I, I feel like they have a bad ATS record. I'll, I'll pull that up here. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Charlotte, they beat Duke. They almost beat another uh, power five school. Um, I just think they're flat out the better team right now. So uh, I think they win by at least seven. Give me the 49ers. Mm, mm. Patty C. What are you doing here? I mean, I would be lying if I said I knew a lot more than, you know, what they've done in the box scores on either of these teams. But based on that data, I have a slight lean toward Florida international, but I've gone back and forth on this a little bit. So not a strong play here for Patty C. All right, he's riding the Panthers. And for the record, FIU is two and three against the spread. Meanwhile, Charlotte is three, one and one. Wow. Mm. Wow. Um Temple travels to Cincinnati. Temple's it's uh, Patty C, I, I want your comments on I locked up Memphis. Uh Memphis lost to Temple, who was horrible all year. What is your status of the Memphis Tigers, Patty C? Because look, <laughs> uh, they got a, they got that bullshit win against Mississippi State, where the refs completely completely botched it. They had a five point win against Arkansas State. They lost to UTSA, blew a twenty one point lead, and then they lose to Temple. What are you doing um, here? Well, look, I mean, yes, the quality of play indicates that maybe they're going in the wrong direction, but three and two is still a respectable number. That's what Ryan Silverfield does. But I think if you're uh, an athletic director and, or a fan, you're looking at the quality of play and uh, that, that is a little scary right now. Definitely going in the wrong direction. You're you're Silverfield. All right. Well, the temple owls, they, they might be going in. I thought they were going in the wrong direction before last week. Here they are three and two. They're catching 29 points, 29 points against Cincinnati. I feel like that's a lot of points. Uh, the last time these two teams played Cincinnati won 15 to 13. Uh, Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, I agree. Too many points. Um, let down spot for Cincinnati temple looks like they're, they might be a solid football team now. So I think it's going to be a low scoring affair and that's just way too many points to lay in a low scoring game. So I like temple to cover. There's no, there's no money line play or anything here. Cincinnati is going to win. It's not, it's not, it's really not going to be close, but it, it will be within 29 or yeah, give me like a 42, 14 final. I, I don't even think it's going to be that high. I think, you know, maybe like 35, 17, something like that. Patty C. What are you doing here? I agree. I think it's going to be in that 35, 17 range. I think, uh, I, I think Temple's becoming scrappy and Cincinnati, although it is a letdown spot, I think the national spotlight on Friday night at Nippert where they normally don't lose kind of almost counters that. And so I do think Cincinnati kind of puts it on them, but temple is getting better. So I expect to kind of, uh, well, I think temple will cover. I'll say that much. Yeah. I'm going to take the 29 too. I don't, I don't love it, but I'm going to take it. Right. Um, I am ner- a little nervous about, uh, the temple quarterback situation against that, uh, against that defense. But, uh, Hey, I mean, we'll see. Um, now the barn burner on Friday night. And this is another one I want to ask Patty C about. I know it's his Stanford Cardinal. And I know we took the over on four wins. I know me and Patty C did. I'm not sure about you, Nick. Um, they beat the Oregon ducks. Patty C any let's before we dive into this Friday night, Stanford, Arizona state matchup, your thoughts on what Mario Cristobal and the Oregon ducks did uh, lay in that lemon in Palo Alto on the farm on Saturday. Well, let me just tell you, I, I think they straight up got fucked by the refs. I thought that was ridiculous. And even though I was rooting for Stanford, I thought the refs were trying to give Stanford as many opportunities as possible. Oregon should have won that game outright. Mm, mm. I didn't watch the, t- the tail end of that. All I know is that I had, I locked up Stanford and the points. So either way they were going to cover. So I was happy. Yeah. Um, well, the Stanford Cardinal, they they're catching 13 in Tempe Patty C first off, Oregon state is, is in sole possession of first place in the PAC 12 North. What are you doing here? Cause Stanford might be that team flying under that radar, catching 13. I think it's too many points. Tanner McKee has got this team playing some solid ball. If you look at they beat USC, they beat Vandy. Now that, that UCLA score was closer than the score indicates. And then the Oregon win. What are you doing here in Tempe? Patty C. Yeah. Um, I think it's ridiculous. This is a, th- I'm seeing 13 and a half. Uh, come on. And, and Stanford style doesn't, and uh, Arizona state styles is not going to pull away from Stanford style. So 
Uh, I think this will be like a seven point game. And I, I actually think Stanford's going to win this outright. I would sprinkle some on the money line. Oh man. Coming in here first. Yeah. Coming in hot. Uh, Nick, what are you doing? here? Well, first off, Arizona state screwed me last week. Cause I was on UCLA. Uh, Arizona state was up one at halftime. They shut out UCLA 18, nothing in the second half. So props to big Herm getting that big win on the road. But I agree. Uh, I'm on Stanford here. I was on them last week and uh, this, this game has been, this line has been interesting. Cause I, I think it opened at like 11 and a half or something is going up. So money's coming in on, on Arizona state, but not my money. I'm on Stanford here. I, I agree with Patty C. I think it's a much closer game than that. If Stanford wins this game, then the Pac-12 championship is going to be two, six and six teams playing each other. <laughs> um, I, I didn't put a lock on this one for Stanford. So nice. I, I liked it too. The double lock. Can um, we talk you into a triple? Uh, can you ask me at the end of the show? Um, don't don't trust my memory. Yeah, but those are the Friday night games. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like the weekday slate not as good this week as weeks past. But that Stanford Arizona State game is pretty darn good. So we sh- we do have that one. All right, folks. Before we get to Saturday's action, I want to t- tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Prop Swap. Yes, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new propswap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed. You know, that's always fun to stay in the know. A loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much, much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win just to, in order to make money. It just needs to improve. It's pretty awesome. It's like the stock market. When making your bets, always make sure you go for two. Get two tickets on the same team or players. So you can sell one for profit and keep the other one for yourself. You leave yourself a little skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets every day on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Saturday morning, Patty C. Early in that morning, we get 9 a.m. West Coast kick, noon east, northern Illinois, fresh off of fucking me over. How about that game I was wrong on? They, They beat Eastern Michigan by seven. The game was like uh, it kicks off and then it's delayed like twelve hours. <laughs> I hate being on on the losing side of a game that's played like five times. Um, however, I do believe Northern Illinois was the better team, so I was wrong. You were right, world. Um, Nor- the Huskies are catching twelve and a half at Toledo. Now Toledo did cover for me against UMass, forty-five to seven. The Rockets are they for real, Patty C? Who you taking in action Saturday morning action? Ah, uh, twelve and a half just seems like a little too much. I mean, both of these teams are playing pretty well, but that's a lot of points for a pretty respectable uh, Northern Illinois team to lose by. So, give me the Huskies. Nick, I know the action near and dear to your heart. It is, especially when they start playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But uh, Patty C and I are lockstep. Toledo's the better team, but they're not better by twelve and a half points. So give me the Huskies. Well, you guys are biting my style. I'm on the Huskies too. I got Major Mud, Muddy Waters, my dog, part Husky. So you know I can't fade the Huskies getting twelve and a half in the Rubber Bowl. Give me Northern Illinois plus 12 and a half in uh, action. The glass bowl, right? Glass bowl, glass rubber bowl. bowl. <laughs> I don't fucking know. All right. <laughs> the glass bowl. I mean, that's uh, I had a glass bowl back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So I got one laying around here yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I mean, come on. That, that's a great name. All right. How about this one? Big 10 action. The Michigan state Spartans. Wow. They're doing it. Midnight Mel. Uh, lay at five and a half in Piscataway guys. Call me crazy. I'm on Rutgers and the five and a half. I think this is where Michigan state, um, as much as I was on them to beat Northwestern, I locked them last week to beat Western Kentucky. They got very lucky to beat Nebraska. In my opinion, Nebraska was the better team that game. And then they, they beat Miami, but even that score a little misleading. I smell upset brewing in Piscataway and I smell a big opportunity for Greg Schiano to, to make a statement. They beat him last year. Why can't they do it again? And this time in Piscataway, give me the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, sprinkle some on the money line. Patty C what are you doing? 
Uh, look, I am with you. I, 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 my first thought was Michigan state, but then I went, I went back and looked at some numbers and Michigan state hasn't been winning that impressively sneaking by uh, Nebraska. They really dressed that score up against Miami. Uh, didn't really uh, look too impressive against Northwestern. And meanwhile, I don't think their style is built to like Rutgers was susceptible to what Ohio state was doing. R- Ohio state is too fast for Rutgers. Michigan state won't be, and it, this is going to be a bloodbath. And uh, I think there's too many points. And I think the money line is a potential play yes. in, uh, in Piscataway. So I'm locking Rutgers. I'm on it. Our uh, friend Lee Corso would say not so fast, my friend, I'm actually <laughs> on Sparty. Uh, you know, I mean, look, we're all kind of rooting for Rutgers this year, but offensively they are not a juggernaut, especially throwing the ball. And especially this week, cause I think their top wideout Bo Melton's going to Bo Melton is going to miss the game. So Rutgers only offense is a run the ball. Michigan state has a top 40 run defense. I think I like the matchup here. I mean, I, I agree that you know, the points, I think, I think Michigan state, Michigan state wins this game. It may only be by three or four or so. But I'm gonna go with what I think is the better all-around team. I don't love the play, but I'm on Sparty here. Actually, is it a top 40 run defense? Because we know Northwestern starting running back out for the year, week one. They can't run the ball at all. I was just I just watched them live against Nebraska, Youngstown State. Well, that's an FCS team. Miami runs air raid. Western Kentucky uh, airway air raid style concepts. So is it a bit they of play an Nebraska as well? I know, but if if, if, if memory serves me correct, against Nebraska they did give up. So some uh, so so I'm pulling up the stats right now. I want to say, um, in this game, what was it? Oh no, I, I think I'm pulling up. Only stats. gave up 20 points. So yeah, no, uh, but that that was a, a good defense. I mean, Nebraska should have won that game. We'll see. We'll see because Nebraska is the only decent run team, and I still think Nebraska struggles to run the ball a bit. I think Rutgers' best matchups are against teams where they can run the ball on, and I do think Michigan State's defense, the strong suit, is against the run rather than against the pass but Rutgers won't be able to take advantage of that secondary, you know, because they just, they're not very proficient at passing the ball. It's a well, statement game for, for Shiano. What are you going to say? Patty I was going to say, I the, call me crazy, but I've been a little bit impressed with Vedral. you know, when just, just on camera, maybe his numbers aren't there, but like when I watch the guy play, he, he's kind of a playmaker. There we go. He's Give me the Scarlet Knights. Let's do it. Uh, well, Mike Loxley came back to life last week, guys. And I actually think for us that played that Maryland under six wins, there's life. When they pulled that Illinois <laughs> win out their ass, uh, I thought, damn, I'm going to lose this. But when you look at the remaining schedule here, it's at Ohio State this Saturday morning, then followed by at Minnesota, then home to Indiana, then home to Penn State, then at Michigan State, then home to Michigan and at, at Rutgers. I don't know that I see two wins there. Three actually, we need three to lose that one. But the Terrapins are catching twenty and a half points in Columbus. Why are we not locking up Ohio State here, Nick? I am locking up Ohio State actually. Okay, (laughs) Uh, Buckeyes roll. You know what? You just sold me on this. This is a lock. Ohio State rolls them. Patty C. Let's triple down, baby. Yes, yes. Where is it? There it is. Yeah, buddy. Look, I'm going to say this, uh, Ohio state and tell me if there's some bullshit here. I know we've had a conversation about this going back and forth about, you know, trying to uh, match up or I guess handicap two teams that play an even style with one team being, you know, just better than the other team versus handicapping two teams with like contrasting styles. And I think it's a little harder to uh, handicap teams with contrasting styles. But when it comes to teams with even styles, it's just about how much better the same style, just how much better is one team than the other from a talent and execution standpoint. And so I do think Ohio state is three touchdowns better than Maryland. I think they're about five touchdowns better than Maryland from an execution standpoint, especially at home. And I was, I was surprised how many people were on Maryland against Iowa last Friday night. It's like they don't watch football, man. Yeah. I mean, I know Maryland's kind of a shiny new toy, but we've seen this before. So I, I, and if you have any faith, uh, faith in Maryland going to the horseshoe, then uh, more than, Hey man, God bless you. But yeah, I'm on Ohio state. When Iowa scores 51, that's like 300 points in, in other football teams <laughs> life. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's impressive right there. So yeah, lock up Ohio state guys, easy money to be made. I think, um, how about this one? This is still that early morning slate on the West noon on the East. 
South Carolina coming into Tennessee where I got to be honest, I did not see that coming. And it makes me worry about the Missouri Tigers, Tennessee, 62, Missouri, 24 last week. Whoa. That was shocking. I, I don't think, I don't think anybody saw that kind of offensive explosion yeah. from the Vols. I don't know where that's been. That was, that was uh, pretty impressive. And, and now South Carolina, I mean, we were on South Carolina to beat Troy, but they had to eke that thing out a little bit. Um, Vols laying 10 and a half. I'm going to take Tennessee, but I do think they're trying to bait you with that 10 and a half. I'm going to take the Vols though. Yeah. My initial lean was South Carolina. I do not like this game whatsoever. I don't trust South Carolina and just one, you know, very good game by Tennessee. That doesn't make me, you know, trust them either. So I decided to go ahead and take the points. We'll see. I might sway back and forth on that one, but right now I guess I'm going Gamecocks, but I don't like this game at all. Patty C what are you doing here? Uh, gosh, I don't like it either. Um, I will say that 10 or South Carolina schedule starting to look a little better. The, the win over ECU is looking better. The loss against Georgia isn't looking so bad. The loss against Kentucky is not looking so bad. Um, so I don't know. I, I but then again, I, I don't want to overreact to Tennessee's uh, week last week, but they're looking good. I think I'm just leaning South Carolina by a little bit, but I could easily can be convinced to go Tennessee here. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I think South Carolina still sucks. You're trying to sell me that bucket. <sighs> Vanderbilt. <laughs> Did you guys catch the Vanderbilt Yukon game? Probably the most hilarious game of the week. Uh, Yukon took the lead with about two minutes left in the game. Vanderbilt storms back, makes a game winning field goal as the, as the Commodores beat the Huskies of Yukon. Now they travel to Florida where Florida's laying 38 and a half. And guys, I'm taking the Gators. I think the Gators are going to beat them 55 <laughs> to nothing or 55. to seven. I think Vanderbilt is really, really, really bad. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. I went back over the last six years and to look at the scores and we will probably assume that Florida beats Vandy by 50 pretty much every year. Not really the case. They had one game that was 56, nothing. Other than that, let me give these, these scores real quick. 38, 17, 37, 27, 38, 24, 13 to six and nine to seven. So they won all six, but somehow Vandy keeps it close. And regardless, whether it's in Nashville or Gainesville, I'm taking the points. I mean, uh, maybe it's too much. Patty, see what are you doing here? Hey, these aren't your grandfather's Vanderbilt Commodores here, Nick. <laughs> uh, Florida. I mean, really, what it comes down to is Dan Mullen is catching flack from the uh, Gainesville press, and so I think he wants to lay a shellacking. And the other thing it comes down to is Vanderbilt is very bad, as Colby mentioned. So yeah. thirty-eight, it's a lot, but I still think Florida gets it. And by the way, uh, someone was out there saying, "Hey, Florida's not that good," and his name was Pick. Fucking Dundee, right? Uh, As I have heard of that guy, Kentucky on the money line last week, guys. That was a nice play. You buying in now? You buying in now? Come to the land (laughs) down under, folks. Um, All right, let's let's talk Red River shootout, or as Sean stacking the money green likes to say, Red River's handshake. Um, (laughs) The Oklahoma Sooners, three and a half point favorites. They didn't cover again last week. This team can't cover anything except Western Carolina, a one win team in the FCS uh, in 2019. Um, Oklahoma minus three and a half in Dallas against Texas guys. I'm on Texas and I know it's the trendy thing, but I just think Texas is better. It's that simple. I think ever since they made the quarterback switch, I think te- Texas is a better football team than Oklahoma right now. Give me Texas. Give me Texas on the money line. Agree with a lock. Ooh, oh, wow. Oh, You're oh. that, that confident in this game, dude, Oklahoma. And like the score is just like more and more suspect their inability <laughs> to pull away from Tulane. And what did Tulane do last week? ECU laid a 50 spot on them and, yeah. and, and waxed them. Come on. Oklahoma is suspect. They barely pulled away from West or they didn't pull away from West Virginia. They were just waiting to lose. And Texas has been licking their chops. They know that the time is now to steal back this rivalry and they're going to do it. Hmm. I'm going to disagree guys. I'm going to actually go Oklahoma here. Boomer. Sooner. I just, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm going to go down with the sooner ship because I keep on saying that, Hey, one of these weeks, it's going to be their week to have that game that we've expected. Maybe the rivalry 
or the handshake or whatever you want to call it. The reach around, uh, <laughs> the, hand job. Reach around. <laughs> the sec hand job. <laughs> Maybe that's the week that Oklahoma shows up. I think they have a coaching advantage and a quarterback advantage. That's two big advantages. Give me Oklahoma. I don't know if there is a quarterback advantage here. Casey Thompson playing ball. Casey Thompson is doing the damn thing. So, uh, yeah, was uh was Thompson wasn't starting against Arkansas, was no, he? No, that was Hudson Card, the freshman. Different team. Times have changed. I'm on Texas, and uh yeah, Patty C locking that thing up. All right, how about this one? Because this one, uh, I'm curious your guys' take on this, because I'm gonna make a case that both these teams are not that good. Arkansas at Ole Miss, Ole Miss minus six. I made the case a little bit talking to Lane when Old Miss dropped 62 on them. Well, you look at Louisville. Louisville's not very good. They barely beat Florida State. You look at Austin P. They're struggling in the FCS. And you look at that Bama game last week. I understand it's Bama. Patty C., are you still buying into this Old Miss team? I'm buying into both of these teams still. I think what we're seeing is. Alabama and Georgia are both freaking really good. And that's, that's the only thing that I took away from this past weekend. And I, I don't really shit on Arkansas or Ole Miss. Maybe they're not like anywhere in that league, but they're still pretty damn good. And the results have spoken for it so far. Well, I'm saying like Ole Miss's best win is what Louisville. Yeah. What has Ole Miss done? They beat Louisville. I feel like they've mostly uh, taken care of business. Pretty impressive. I have their schedule right here. It is. They beat Louisville 43-24. They beat Austin P 54-17 and they beat Tulane 61-21. My case against that is that all three of those teams kind of dog shit. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but you can't fault a team for whooping a dog shit team. I, you know, there's I, nothing I, you can I know take that, away. but I'm just saying that it could it be like Michigan State where you sit there and analyze this and you say, "I don't know that they're that good." Well, let me say this about Ole Miss too. Maybe if Lane Kiffin wasn't going for it from his own 10 yard line in the first quarter on fourth down, then like they would have had a chance against Alabama. They wouldn't have, but I mean, I respect like being aggressive and trying to win against the number one team in the country on the road, but uh, tone it down just a little there, buddy. Well, it's the same guy that kicked the 75 yard field goal for the Oakland Raiders <laughs> when he was a head coach. So, I mean, doesn't surprise yeah. me too much, but then you have Arkansas. I, I think Arkansas is actually decent, but I can still do the same thing here. They beat Texas. That Texas one is looking great, but the wrong quarterback was starting for Texas. You look at the rice game. Rice was playing them tough, had the lead. I think in the, in the early fourth quarter, then you look and say, well, Texas A&M, I don't think Texas A&M is going to be a bowl team this year. Then you say, well, where are their quality wins besides the Texas one and the Texas one? You can make a case that the wrong quarterback was started starting. So could both teams be, not what we think they are. Maybe. I mean, Georgia Southern's turned it around a little bit, so you got to give them a little credit for that. Uh, that win, I guess Georgia Southern has, I don't know. I think there are question marks around both of these teams, Nick. Yeah. And foolishly I was on both of them last week. I missed them both. Um, I don't know. I think the, both the Arkansas defeat, that might be one of those like soul crushing losses because uh, they just couldn't do anything offensively. Um, so I'm going to ride Ole Miss and the home team here. We know Oxford's a tough place to play. I think they, that offense bounces back from the tough game against Alabama and they remind people that they're pretty damn good offensively and improved over last year. Defensively. Give me Ole Miss. Well, well, second, yeah, end, second end of a back-to-back -back road for Arkansas as well. Obviously two really, or at least pretty darn good teams. So that could be a factor. That said, I'm on the Razorbacks. Six I'm on the Razorbacks too, too. And six and a half, they, they, there's a point for each one of those interceptions. Matt Corral threw against Barry Odom's defense last year. Matt Corral threw six interceptions against Arkansas a season ago. Maybe he's going to get revenge. Maybe he's had this circled all year. I'm going to say that that Barry Odom is going to have a little scheme to play here and give me the Razorbacks plus six, maybe Ole Miss wins, but if six is a little bit too much, give me a 28, 24 final um, jumping over still on that morning slate. Patty C we've talked about this one for the past couple years. The Akron zips travel to Bowling Green. <laughs> this used to be the shit fest. All of a sudden Bowling Green, the lone undefeated team ATS in all of college football. Crazy. Uh, yeah. As they, they, they fucked over my lock last week on Kent state, beating them 
And and then you have the zips that's sitting at one and four. They did not cover for us against Ohio. I think we were on that. Uh, guys, Bowling Green's laying 14 and a half, and I'm gonna say it's too many points. I'm, I I agree. I'm taking Akron. They played last year. Akron rolled them 31 to three on December 5th. Maybe they remember that. Maybe they got a point to make, but 14 and a half too many. And let me zip it up over here. Patty C what are you doing here? I disagree. I think uh, Bowling wow. green is showing signs of life. And I think Akron is not uh, getting shellacked by 52 against Ohio state. I guess that's understandable, but then losing by 17 at a terrible Ohio team. Um, and then Bowling green again, this is the team that beat Minnesota two weeks ago. They uh, played a, uh, at Kent state pretty tough. And that Kent state team is two and three, but their losses at 10 are at a and M at Iowa and at Maryland. Okay. I think Bowling green's improving and we, we owe Leffler a big apology for the entire <laughs> season, but those a and M and Maryland wins aren't looking or, uh, to me that that might be a, a five and seven f- <laughs> Both both those That's teams being five and seven at the end of the year. If we could rewind this two months ago, who thought any of the three of us would be laying two touchdowns with Bowling Green? That is true. <laughs> and that's why Scott Leffler, I need to lay off blasting him. But what's what happens when you fire Brian Van Gorder? Uh still on that noon slate, guys, West Virginia Baylor. Uh I'm out on West Virginia. I don't know who the fuck this team is. Every Saturday you tune in, it's a it's a mystery. They lose to Texas Tech in Morgantown. I don't know what to think here. Having said that, I'm going to take them plus three at Baylor. I'm going Baylor. You know, um, you were high on the Mountaineers in the preseason. I was trying to. They should have beat Oklahoma just two weeks ago. They look great. Should have, would have, could have, my friend. <laughs> they didn't, and then they let a school from West Texas come into West Virginia, knock them around. I'm on Baylor. Patty, see what are you doing here? I'm on Baylor too. They're winning more. The loss against Oklahoma state on the road last week is understandable, I guess, because Oklahoma state's becoming legit. Other than that, they've handled their business. I think they, they handle it again in Waco long trip for West Virginia. Give me the Mountaineers to bounce back. Can't wait. Do I need, do I need to do this to you guys? Do I need to, uh, <laughs> to, to play this heat? I don't think you can play this until they win. Good old Morgantown. I guess this is in Waco, so maybe, maybe that song's not appropriate at the time. But fuck it. Um, all right, last game on that slate: Georgia Tech at Duke. This could be a matchup for the top spot in the coastal. Say, in a month from now, Pat, uh, Patty C or NC Nick. Well, by the way, can we do a quick status check on uh, Patty C? What's your ACC championship matchup right now? Who? Um, I, I guess I'm leaning NC state pit off the top of my head. Nick got to figure Virginia tech still in that mix though. Uh, man, NC state, UNC. What about that? <laughs> what was funny too, is that they also played in the last game of the regular season. What if they, they rematched back to back weeks, oh, <laughs> the triangle out. would explode. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take a flyer on uh on good old wake forest. Wake Forest against Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But this one. So I like how we have between the uh, three of us five different teams uh, selected to make it. How fucking ACC is that? Yeah, exactly. Well, and how ACC is it that Georgia Tech looking money the previous couple of weeks against, you know, Clemson, even though they lost, and then North Carolina? And then Pitt late. Pitt was up, I think, 52 to 14 in the second quarter or something. No, 42 to 14 at halftime. Pitt, Pitt doesn't score points like this. I mean, uh, I don't know what to make of them, but I am going to lock up. I'm going to take you guys to the land down under cue up that Dundee music here as I'm taking Georgia tech as a lock minus three and a half at Duke. Anyone want to join me? I'm considering it. You know, uh, first off last year, I don't have the game, the score in front of me. Georgia tech whipped Duke last year. Uh, 56 to 33. And I think GT is a better version in 2021 than they were in 2020. Agreed. But somebody on Twitter reached out to me and said, Hey, don't as a Duke fan, don't you think you're being a little hard on your team? And I was like, well, you know what? They did beat Northwestern. They beat Kansas. They do have two out of conference power five wins, but you know what? They're not very good. 
And I knew that going into the game uh, against UNC, UNC smacked him around and I'm on Georgia tech here. I don't, I have no faith in my blue devils. I'm sorry. Well, I'll say this man is if Duke finds a way to win this game, they're players in the ACC because that's a sad statement. Well, I mean, if you look at the remaining schedule, I, I understand it's crazy, but I'm saying like, could they beat UVA the week after? Sure. Mm, probably not. Why do you mean? I think that, I mean, I would favor Virginia, but I, you, you're telling me like you feel confident on Virginia's defense. <laughs> Dude, look who Duke has played. They played a two and two FCS team in North Carolina, a uh, a two and three Northwestern and a one and four Kansas. Those are their wins. Charlotte. And then when, yeah, they, they should have beaten Charlotte though. They had their chances. Yeah. They had their chances. They were up late and then blew a lead. Well, they had their chances to beat Charlotte, the, a team that started <laughs> football like five years ago. I mean, <laughs> Duke is bad. Duke is bad. No well, doubt. The about ACC it. is bad. I mean, come on. You're telling me like they don't have a, a puncher's chance. You're, no. you're, you're sitting there saying, look, we know North Carolina's got two ACC losses already. Two. So I, I, to me, that's just the whole division's up for grabs. Duke plays Virginia tech really well. They play Pitt really well. So w- why not? Uh, because they, because they're not very good. <laughs> I've already both established these, that both of these teams have played North Carolina on back-to-back weeks. Uh, and one was at Georgia tech and Georgia tech lost by 23. The other one was in chapel Hill and Duke only lost by 31. So maybe there's not that much separation that would explain the spread that said Georgia tech is my, my bet here. I, I mean, I locked up Georgia tech. I'm just saying if Duke wins this one, it's a huge, it's actually as a Duke fan NC, Nick, this is a huge game. Cause you're going to find out your, your, your season. I think here you win this. I think you're going to end up in a bowl. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree with that. And it is an important game. They're at home. If that matters, you know, so it's a big game. Cause you know, coming into the year, you look at a schedule and say, all right, if we're gonna make a bowl game, you got to win. You know, here are your winnable games. And this was definitely one of them. So it is important. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Before we get to the next slate of games, you know, kicking off at uh, 3 PM on the East noon on the, or three 33 and noon on the, uh, on the West. Uh, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by keeps. Yes. Keeps offers a simple stress-free way to keep your fucking hair on your head. Wow. What a deal. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. I can't fucking talk, but guess what? As long as the hair stays on my head, I'm fucking happy. If I can't fucking talk English, right? Talk English, speak English. I don't know what the fuck is happening. You don't need to but leave. You got hair on your head. Yeah, exactly. You got hair on your head. Oh, because it keeps all right. Low cost treatment started just $10 a month and keeps offers generic versions. Uh, discreet packaging and proven results. Trust me. You can be like uh, Michael Vick when he got Ron Mexico is his herpes medication. You could be that guy. All right. You could be Steve Mexico and be getting this right to your door. Your girlfriend will have no idea. All right. Keep says more five-star uh, reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So act fast. Disclaimer um, may kill brain cells. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, or the, 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 the logger that I'm uh, just drowning over here. Could um, be a factor there too. I can't talk. All right. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com. Let me try to spell this thing for you. K E E P S.com slash S G P to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K E E P S.com slash S G P to get your first month for free. I've been driving cross country, man. And let me tell you, I, I love seeing this great, this great nation of ours, but damn, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, I, I'm feeling a little bit tired over here. I mean, didn't get a lot of sleep last night, you know? So the Dan base is, is feeling his age. He's not a young man anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not ready for that. For that smoke that America gave him. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I will. I was in Lincoln trying to offer people Jameson. They thought I was maniacs trying to think I was selling them car insurance or something life insurance. I don't fucking know. But anyway, uh, all right, let's jump back into this slate and uh, look, talk about, I'm very curious where we're going in, uh, in a few of these games in a second here. But before we get to that one, old dominion travels to Marshall guys picked Dundee locked up middle Tennessee against Marshall and boy, did the blue Raiders not disappoint as they took down the Marshall thundering herd in Murfreesboro 
Now this is a spot where Marshall's laying 21. And I think they're going to cover this one. I think they're going to get back on track against ODU. ODU's coming off that loss to UTEP. Give me Marshall minus 21 in Huntington. Patty, see what are you doing? Ah, I mean, look, I was ready to get on that uh, Charles Huff train, but the wheels are starting to fall off three straight losses. And this is just too many points because uh, Old Dominion is starting to play a little bit better. So give me the Monarchs. Nick? I'm going to side with pick Dundee here. It's a close one. I kind of waffled back and forth. Uh, Marshall's got a really good running back. His name escapes me right now, but I think he leads the nation in touchdowns or is, you know, at least top three. Um, so uh, I, I think Marshall rolls here at home. Yes. Yes. And uh, to Marshall's credit, I was going to say, sorry, their losses, four points, one point and six points against ECU app state and middle Tennessee. So that, that they, they're very close to five and out actually. It, it, yes. And Nick's referring to Rasheen Ali. This kid's a beast. Get about six yards of carry right now. Um, anyway, I look, I'm on Marshall. Let's move along. I don't love that play, but this one, I'm very curious where Patty C is going here. Virginia travels to Louisville. Louisville laying two and a half. This is classic ACC shit. All right. This is people. Look, people want to give the PAC 12 a hard time. And I agree. I agree that like a, a, uh, uh potentially a, I don't know. Uh, um, uh, what is a tradition? Like a UCLA cow game over the past five years. This is the equivalent of that on the East coast, Virginia, Louisville, Louisville laying two and a half. Patty C you're the Wahoo fan. What are you doing here? Well, I mean, I, I, I thought about this for two seconds before I made my pick. I said, <laughs> UVA's got the, got the juice to cover two and a half, even on the road. I will say that them giving up 28 against Miami is more than any other FBS team has given up against Miami. So there are still defensive issues. And, but I just feel like UVA is the better team. Maybe not by that much, but uh, getting points, Give me, give me the cast. They played on November 14th last year and Virginia won 31 17. I'm on the Wahoos too, but I don't love it. But Nick, what are you doing? I'm on Louisville, man. That Wahoo defense is just awful. Look, I mean, they, <laughs> it's they not actually like Louisville's is great. Though. No, but they, yeah. I mean, you, UVA looked decent in the first half against Miami. And then in the second half, that new quarterback there was putting stuff together and Virginia was very fortunate to win that. So here again, you have a second of back-to-back road trips. Uh, Virginia's defense is like what, like 96 in the country, 110th against the run. I expect Malik Cunningham to be the difference maker. Give me Louisville. You're not at all scared that the fact that what Louisville's played four FCS teams and three of the four have dropped over 33 points in every game. I think Louisville's defense might be slightly better than UVA's. That's going to be well, interesting to watch. I, I, this, I'm, I'm, this is a, a Bronco Mendenhall play. Yeah. He's going to find a way to get this thing done. That's what know. I'm feeling too, Colby. I will say that both of these teams have played Wake Forest on back to back weeks 37 17 at Virginia and then uh, 37 34 yeah. in North Carolina against, Louis, against Louisville. So. Uh, on that results, uh, Louisville should be the uh, the favorite by quite a bit, but I still feel like Mendenhall is going to find a way. Yeah, and and then let's not forget Wake was up ten in the four going into the fourth in that one. I mean, yes, did Louisville they should be credited for tying that thing up late in that game before Wake took the lead, but I do think it was a bit deceiving. Um, that that's kind of an intriguing game for me because that one. Are both teams very much alive in the in in the ACC race? Well, if you know if you play Cosmo DFS, it'll be a very intriguing game because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of offense. Yes, exactly. And make make sure you check out our DFS show. Me and NC Nick do every single Thursday night. We put it out late Thursday night, uh, early Friday morning for for all of the Friday night slate and Saturday morning and Saturday night slate on the College Football Experience. Make sure you check that out. All right, let's let's talk about another one where I'm very interested. Where NC Nick is going here because. We are still alive, Nick, for the over seven and a half San Jose State play. Mm. This is a huge game for us. They're in Fort Collins. They're catching two. And damn if I'm taking Steve Adazio. Because I am. <laughs> I, I'm taking Colorado State. I actually think Colorado State's better in their record from like a. It's just, he kills me on this. In a yeah. close game like this, he's probably going to miss a field goal. And then San Jose State will win. But I just feel like San Jose State, man, they 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 almost lost to New Mexico State. 
Yeah, and Colorado State did hang with Iowa, but I'm actually on my Spartans from San Jose State one more time here. I don't know, man. I don't like this game. I think apparently we were just wrong. I don't know what changed from this year or last year. We were expecting a much better team. Well, do we get this win here? We're looking all right. If, if San Jose State wins this, we are looking all right because we still have UNLV out there, yeah. which obviously UNLV playing better, um, but that would put us at five wins then. Right. Right. Uh, we, I mean, uh, yes, it is a tough schedule. So I, we're going to have to, we're going to have to upset a few teams. we got San Diego state, Wyoming, Nevada, Utah state. I don't Fresno feel state. good about any of those. <laughs> we're still alive though. We're very much alive. Well, if we can get it done here, it's a huge game for our, for our over. Give me San Jose state. Patty. See what are you doing here? Uh, Colorado state lost to Vanderbilt by three and lost at Iowa by 14. Who is Colorado state? I think that's probably what drives Colby crazy is the inconsistency of Adazio, or maybe it's the consistently finding a way to fuck things up. You guys are in love with San Jose state. You can't stop loving them. I'm going to go in Colorado. State. <laughs> I, I took Colorado state here, man. I, I, okay. I I'm okay. afraid of the Spartans right now. Um, all right, folks. I want to tell you that the college football experience. Yes. It, I mean, this is, this is a brand new thing we got going here. We're brought to you by prediction strike. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now prediction strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction strike is the only performance based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if there were stocks. It's like Robin hood and DraftKings had a baby Patty C, which I know you have been saying for years that they should do right. Prediction yes. strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes. So they can make money and, you know, get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download prediction strikes, new and easy to use app from the app store and sign up to predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use the code SGP. Then deposit funds to buy and sell, you know, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would with real stocks. It's a lot of fun. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand. And you can trade your shares of players at any time. As long as the player isn't playing in the game currently sign up with the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes. Do that. All right. Before we go to, to, to the side two of this episode. Gonna gonna uh, drop a couple more gems here. Wisconsin, the battle of uh, former coaches here. Bielma. Bielma. The fighting Illini, fresh off that win against the Charlotte 49ers, catching 10 at home in Champagne against Wisconsin. And guys, I was on the wrong side of locking up Wisconsin last week, but I am gonna do a little bit of this. Give me that Dundee music. Wisconsin oh, minus yeah. 10 is the play here. This offense for the Illini is going to do nothing against Wisconsin. And you don't think there's a chip on their shoulder with the way Brett Bielma left town saying that Wisconsin couldn't pay his assistance enough. That's a crock of shit. I think for Wisconsin fans. And I think the school knows that. So give me Wisconsin minus 10 as a lock. Anyone want to join me on this one? I'm taking Wisconsin. I'm not going to lock it up. I think this is a bad matchup for Illinois. Illinois really on offense. All they can do is run the ball. Nobody can run the ball on Wisconsin. Uh, I think this is a game where Wisconsin might look like that team. A lot of people thought they might be this year. So I do like the Badgers. Patty C. I went back and forth for no reason. Wisconsin should take this 10 and a half. Come on Badgers. Yeah. Badgers get it done. I'm, I'm seeing it at 10 right now too. So get that thing done. All right. Georgia Bulldogs. Laying 15 and a half and a rivalry they've owned lately. They travel to Auburn, Alabama, but guess what? That was Gus Malzahn's gimmicks. Gimmicks didn't work against a physical well-coached team like the Georgia Bulldogs. But now Brian Harson says, bring it on. And if you saw the magic that they just played with in, 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 ba- in Baton Rouge with Bo Nix slicing and dicing Kind of remind me of uh, who was that old quarterback uh, for the Bills? Patrick Nix. JP Lossman. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, look, Auburn's catching 15 and a half points. And I think, well, they're saying Vegas wants you to take that. I'm taking Auburn at 15 and a half points. And guess what? 
Sprinkle some on the motherfucking money line. Sprinkle some on the money line because every time I go back and look, I know Georgia's front seven's nasty, but the fact they didn't score an offensive touchdown against Clemson is concerning. Is concerning, and I get it. They waxed Arkansas, but I don't know that Arkansas is. I just made the case that I don't know how good they are. Is Auburn better than Arkansas? Ryan Kramer asked me this. I'd say. Yeah, they are. They are. So far this year, the game at Penn State has proved more to me than what Arkansas did against Texas's freshman quarterback. So I'm going to take Auburn plus the 15 and a half. And I say sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Have some fun here. Wouldn't be surprised if this is a game in the fourth. Patty C? Ooh. Uh, I have to agree with you just because of the rivalry factor. Although I will say that in the last four matchups, it's been 27, six, 21, 14, 27, 10, 28, seven. So basically between 21 and 28 points every time for Georgia and between six and 14, every time for Auburn, I expect something similar, but I expect Auburn to get just enough to cover here. But that's miles on bullshit. You know what I mean? If throwing like a, uh, an HP toss pass that gets picked sixth. Uh, early in the uh, game, you know what we, I mean. Are we are we saying Auburn between their miracle comeback against uh, Georgia State and their fucking Bo Nix running around <laughs> like a fucking maniac with his hair on fire? <laughs> is it more of the same? Well, no, it's not because because Malzahn's is a hundred percent a gimmick. Now, now uh, look, Auburn got Georgia. The- I mean, Auburn just Auburn's things. That's what they do. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Well, you know, listeners, Colby's been traveling across country. He's on limited sleep. Uh, a money line play, I would not advise, but I will take the points here. Let's not forget Auburn's a tough place to play. George is coming off a huge win. Everybody's saying it's, you know, they're one, they're either the first or second best team in the country. I think this game could be a little bit closer than expected. So, SEC fans, SEC fans. Did I not tell you to take Kentucky money line against Florida the week before? Did I not tell you to take Arkansas money line against a and M listen to these money line plays one 800 pick Dundee, not currently open, but might have to come <laughs> back. Might have to come back here. Um, yeah, I think it's just too many points in this matchup and uh, we will talk more college football on part two. This concludes part one of the week five show. So stick around and listen to part two as we go through all of the FBS slate of college football games on the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.